Everybody has that one friend who's really obsessed with conspiracy theories. I know I do. Whether it's the JFK assassination, Roswell, New Mexico, thinking that the Denver airport was designed by the Illuminati. That's a real conspiracy theory, by the way. But the most prominent conspiracy theory, I think, out there involves the moon landing, right? So a lot of people believe we, don't, we didn't land on the moon. And oftentimes they'll say, well, how, how, do we, how do we know we landed on the moon? We weren't there. We don't know. For all we know, it could have been in a movie studio. And what they try to do, at least when my friend tries to talk to me about it, tries to sow the seeds of doubt in my mind to the point that I start to wonder about it myself. That we can sometimes doubt whether or not things like that happened. And it can make the fact that we actually did land on the moon a little bit less spectacular than what it actually is. Now, unfortunately, that line of thinking is all too common in our Catholic faith, in our approach to scripture, in our approach to miracles, and especially in our approach to events like the Transfiguration that we celebrate today. Because unfortunately, there are many people in the church who would just say, well, that, that miracle didn't really happen. Jesus never really said that. It was just a, just a metaphor. We treat this logic as reasoning for conspiracy theorists in real life, but we apply it quite liberally to our Catholic faith. And that's a tragedy. That's a tragedy. We've all heard people say things like that. And it's born out of a heresy called modernism. That's not to say that we don't like modern technology. I love my iPhone. I'm recording my homily on it right now. Modernism is actually something very different. It's, it's a bit of a multi-headed beast, if you will. But one of the central parts of modernism is a belief that the supernatural cannot work or cannot occur in human history. A belief that the supernatural cannot occur in human history. And so we get people saying things like, oh, Jesus existed, yes, and he was a good guy, but th those miracle parts, that, those didn't really happen. A lot of these people try to do what they call demythologize our Catholic faith. They try to demythologize the Bible. And so we get people saying things like, oh, you know, the Transfiguration, we, we weren't really there. We don't know what happened. How can we really know if, if we weren't there? And again, we treat this as the logic of conspiracy theorists for everything except our Catholic faith. Why is that? So all of this results in us believing a little bit less the transcendence of God. The transcendence of God is kind of doubted in our minds. So what does this have to do with today's feast? Well, spoiler alert, we do believe in a transcendent God who can defy the laws of time, space, and physics or else he wouldn't be God. We believe in a God who became a human being, who was incarnated as a human being. So the supernatural enters into our humanity and works in our human world. If we take away the transcendence of God, everything else falls down in a heap. And so the transfiguration was Jesus' way of telling his apostles that I am God. This human being that you see in front of you, I am God. He goes out of his way to show them this. He goes up a mountain, away from the plains of Galilee, away from the Sea of Galilee. He goes up a number of miles away, up a very tall mountain, to show them who he really is, the God of the universe. 
He does this as a reminder to them before he undergoes his passion. To remind them that even in the midst of the suffering that you will see me undergo, I am still the God of the universe. And the transfiguration was greater than all of Jesus' other miracles because it was a direct injection, if you will, of the divine into the human. The supernatural made itself known to the apostles. And so we hear in our second reading, Peter recounting this story, this event that he himself experienced. And Peter, in this reading, goes to great lengths, almost painstakingly recounting and painstakingly asserting that the transfiguration itself really happened. What do we hear him say? He says, we don't follow cleverly devised myths, but we were eyewitnesses to his majesty. He goes on to further say, he quotes the, the words of God, this is my beloved son, a direct quote from the event, and says, we ourselves heard this voice, and that with Christ they possess a reliable message, a reliable message. If that message was reliable and sufficient for the early disciples of the church, then it is sufficient for us today. Because brothers and sisters, today in this very Mass, we're witnessing a greater, or a miracle that is just about on par with the Transfiguration. And that is the Holy Eucharist. Turning ordinary bread and wine into the body and blood of Jesus. The transcendent God who defies the laws of physics, space, and time is being made present to us today on that very altar right in front of us. We will be eyewitnesses to His Majesty, just as Peter, James, and John were at the Transfiguration. We're witnessing the divine, the supernatural, working in our humanity, working in the world right here on that altar. We would not be here if we did not believe in this great miracle, the real presence of the Holy Eucharist. So that God who transcends space and time is with us in our presence today. And if we believe in the real presence, brothers and sisters, we must hold to the transfiguration. We have to reject that false narrative, that false belief that the supernatural somehow cannot act in our world, or that God isn't transcendent. We can believe those apostles who were there who saw it, who heard it, who experienced it, and transmitted that event to those who were closest to them, and who have transmitted it and handed it on to us today. It's a great gift that we don't have to resort to conspiracy theories to form the basis of our faith. So brothers and sisters, today let's reflect on that transcendence of God and His majesty in creating the universe, coming into humanity, showing us his divinity today in the transfiguration and who comes to us at our altar in the great mystery of the Eucharist. And that we can be confident that the God of the universe makes himself present to us today and is truly working in our world.